Well, thanks for joining us on My Soulmate. Whatever happened to the one that got away? Right now, I am talking to Jill, and she has got one doozy of a story. How are you, Jill? (laughs) Hey, Judy. Yeah, you know what? It is... It's a really cool little love story that goes way back. It started way back in 1987. I can't believe it. Time flies. It's like, where did the time go? I was just uh, a young girl in my 20s. I was uh, celebrating at a park. It was a beautiful day and with a friend. And it was a celebration in Markham. And we were just hanging out and checking out all the booths. And suddenly, I see this guy. And it sounds really funny, but my heart started to beat really fast, and I saw fireworks. I know it sounds absolutely corny when people say they saw fireworks, but I did. I really, literally did. I saw fireworks. Cool. It it was. It truly was. And I kept staring at him, and he kept staring at me, and we were quite a distance away. And this went on for several minutes, this look, and then look away, and then, you know, look at each other and kind of smile. And my poor girlfriend was like, Jill, if you don't go talk to this guy, I'm going to smack you because this is driving me nuts. (laughs) But it was almost like, it was almost like there was a barrier there preventing us from getting closer because now I realize he was only a teenager. I was in my twenties. It just, it was like the wrong timing. It just wouldn't have worked out. He was a young kid still. And I said to my girlfriend, I, I just, I don't know who he is. Like, I knew at that point, I knew everybody in Markham. I was, you know, I thought I knew everybody. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. It's like, how do I not know this good-looking guy? This is crazy. Anyway, she was, my girlfriend was getting really upset with me. And she said, okay, this has got to stop. If you're not going to go over and talk to him, then we're leaving. And I said, you know what? You're right. He's probably from the States. Don't want a long-term relationship. That would be dumb. I'm out of here. So, yeah, you're right. Let's go. Oh, my God, you're so negative. You're like, he's probably from the States. Like, where did you come up with that excuse? (laughs) I don't know, but I couldn't explain this barrier. Like, Hmm. I'm very outgoing. I'll go up and talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I always get teased about that because it's like, yeah, yeah. Hi, how's it going? Like, I'll talk to anybody. But for some reason, there was something that was saying, no, it's it's not the right time. You can't go talk to this person. It was absolutely strange and overwhelming. And it was... it's just an incredible experience because I literally experienced these fireworks. It was so stupid. It was crazy. It was just like, it was love. It was was weird. It was weird. Anyway, so we went back to her place or I don't know. I don't even know where we went because all I can remember is having this image of this guy in my head. And two years went by, Judy, two years. And I'd go out on dates and my family would say, Hey, how was the date? Oh, it's okay. Um, But it wasn't the guy in the park. Hmm. And my family was getting really frustrated. And I said, forget about this guy in the park. You're probably never going to be like, what is it with this guy in the park? I said, I don't know. I, I just, there's something I feel that I'm going to meet him again or so. I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, time went on, time went on. And I, I was working for a television company. I was interviewing people and it was a great job. I loved it. It was so much fun. Anyway, I had this idea, this brainwave that I would interview politicians in their homes because everybody interviewed them in their offices and it was just kind of boring. And Uh I just thought, I'm going to call them. So I set up a whole string of interviews with politicians in York Region. And I did several interviews. It was a lot of fun. Get to this one house and finish the interview. Went well. We're just getting ready to pack up. And the politician's wife was in the room and I said, oh, man, your house is beautiful. I love it. It's you know, the neat architecture, it was an old farmhouse. So she said, would you like a, a tour? 
So I was like, yeah, I love old, like I, this is amazing. I love decorating. It's one of my hobbies that I love. So I said, yeah, sure. If you don't mind, like, do you have time? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Judy, we're in this house walking around the corner to go upstairs and I almost lost my mind. There was the guy in the park, in a picture, on the wall, on the staircase, going upstairs. No, and, and again, shake. recap for us, how many years is this later? This is about two and a half years later now. Okay, and are, is this in Markham, or is this yeah, another? Yeah, we're in Markham, okay, so we're it. still in the city. But in that two and a half year period, I, I didn't see that guy in the park. Hmm. And our circles were different because he was so much younger than me. So, of course, we wouldn't you know, right. see each other or do the same things. And I was really busy with my job. So, mm-hmm. But I would always talk about this guy in the park. And any date I went on, it was like, oh, yeah, it was fun, but it wasn't the guy in the park. And then he turns okay. up in this picture. And you're yes. supposed to be doing this interview, and he yeah. is in a picture on the wall. Okay, so yeah. then what happened? Well, I, I, I lost it. All my professionalism went out the window and I'm standing there and I'm looking at this picture of the guy in the park and I, I started to shake and I, I said, oh, who is that? And I said, I want to meet him and I, I want to meet him now. And I must have, it must have seemed like I was an idiot because I was shaking. Literally, it was the guy in the park. So the politician's wife said, that's our son. And it just, it didn't click because the politician was Japanese and it's not the picture I had like I didn't picture a Japanese guy in my head it was just, right. <laughs> it was just a white kid like wow. uh, I was really confused and I just I just said I I have to meet him like I, I need like I, I need to know who he is and I I just have to meet him I was I my heart was racing I saw those fireworks again it was the strangest thing so anyway, my poor cameraman managed to collect me and help me and, you know, said, hey, Jill, we got to, you know, we got to wrap up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I got to get out of here. I just made a total fool of myself. Uh, yeah, you're right. But in the meantime of packing up, I guess Jeff, who's my husband, his mother called him. He was at work or something and he was on a split shift and came home and I met him. <gasps> oh, my gosh, Judy, we've been together ever since. It's now almost 30 years later. Oh, it, my God. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So for those two and a half years that I had his picture in my brain, and then out of the blue, I do this interview with all these politicians. I had several interviews set up, and then I go into this one house, and I see the guy on the par- in the park on the wall in a picture. So what was he thinking when he saw you in the park? Did he remember <laughs> you? Or... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we talked about it, right? Because... We went on a date, and uh, of course, I was just gushing, and he was answering all my crazy, like, you're the guy in the park. And he's like, yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, of course. But he knew more about me, turns out, than I knew about him, because I was on television. So he knew sort of who I was, but never in those two and a half years contacted me or... And why didn't he? Did he just feel like he was too intimidated or was he dating somebody else? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It just, in my mind, it just wasn't meant to be at that time because he he was so much younger. And no wonder there was that little barrier because it just wouldn't, he wouldn't have been ready. I needed to still, you know, live a little bit of my life and he needed to live his life. And then, and then we got together and now almost 30 years later, and it hasn't been all you know, roses, for sure. There's been a lot of sad things that have happened in our in our lives. My, Both my parents passed away, and Jeff mm. was absolutely amazing. 
um, Jeff actually lost communication with his, his mother. She was the one that actually put us together, and now we don't even see her, which Aww. is a horribly, horribly sad story. Mm. But he reconnected with his real father, and it's been amazing. Like, our, our, our life has been amazing. We've got two fantastic kids, and raising kids is challenging, but I think the key to our relationship being such a success is that we're very open with each other, you have to be. You have to work as a team, especially when you're raising kids. There has to be that consistency. You can't have one parent saying one thing and another parent saying something else. It just doesn't work. Exactly. And, oh, my God, Judy, humor is huge with us. There have just been so many funny things. And my dad had only met Jeff for about four months, and he told me before my dad passed away, he told me, you're going to marry that guy. And I said, oh, Dad, like, you know, like, come on, like, I really like him. But, you know, I was just, and my dad knew, too. It was the strangest thing because the connection that my dad and Jeff had before my father passed away, and it was only about four months before my dad passed away. Mm. It was amazing. They, they just, they, it was incredible. And the humor that they shared is carried, like, it's carried on. I see so much of my dad's humor <laughs> it's amazing it's, just, it's like you really were meant to be the two of you were meant to be and through some sort of you know like you said it just wasn't the right time but then suddenly there's this picture on the wall and that's the guy did uh, did he see fireworks when he saw you in the park or was it more <laughs> of a sort of thing like he goes I remember you yes of course I remember you what did he say about you that? know what I don't think a guy would ever admit that <laughs> <laughs> true but he still sees fireworks that's the most oh, important but, thing exactly and but the, the amazing thing is he remembered exactly what i was wearing he told me <gasps> yeah you were wearing this and this like it was bizarre it was incredible. really bizarre incredible. but i don't think he would ever admit to uh <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, he's a guy fireworks. he's a guy yeah yeah no it just yeah it just uh, yeah no he wouldn't well, admit that fantastic story jill thank you so much for sharing it with us oh judy my pleasure and and it's yeah it's fun to share right now i'm on the phone with lisa she has a fantastic story for this valentine's day's my soulmate whatever happened to the one that got away so lisa thanks for joining us how are you I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, you know what? Tell folks your great story. Well, um, when I was about 22, I think, um, my first husband and I uh, were working in radio in London, Ontario, and um, he introduced me to his co-worker at the radio station, and I shook this guy's hand and went, ah, darn it. I married to the wrong guy, <laughs> and uh, it was just one of those lightning bolt, just a knowing moment. I just knew, and it wasn't a you know one of those rust things of lust or anything. It was mm-hmm. just like oh, jeez. So anyway, um, we went out sort of off and on after my marriage broke up for other reasons, and um, uh, he was never really uh, able to sort of commit uh, at the time. He was in a different place, but we, we hung out a lot. He was an amazing friend to me, and he um, he was always there for me, whether it was to move or just to, to listen to me whine. Uh, he was the, the best friend I ever had. But I eventually had to have a life, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I knew he wasn't going to be 
to be ready for, for what I was ready for. And he just, he honestly, he kept breaking my heart. Um, so I, I moved on and I, I basically put him out of my life and, and just sort of thought, okay, well, fate doesn't want me to have the one. Um, I will find another way to be happy. And I, I met a guy, I, I loved him very much. We were happy for a long, long time and never really thought about, about Derek. I put him out of my head. There were a few times his name came up and I just thought, no, that's, that, that equals pain. Hmm. So I, uh, you know, I never really, it was not like I, I thought I was going for a, you know, a runner up or anything. I just thought this is how my life was going to go. I'm very much, um, an accepting person. If you know, things aren't working out, it's like, well, then I don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. So I moved on. Even though what's the point of making myself miserable? So oh, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that, uh, marriage, um, I was married for about 14 years and, um, it's, it crumbled. And as things crumbled, um, I got a I got a call from Derek <laughs> or an email from him just saying, you know, this might be crazy, but I just thought I'd get in touch with you and um, wonder, I just moved into a new house and wonder if you're ever out this way, if you want to come for a coffee. So I said, tell you what, I'll bring the coffee. I thought, what have I got to lose? Um, the very least it could be, we could reminisce over old times or who knows. I mean, I was just feeling adventurous, a whole new life. So I picked up a couple of coffees and drove out to his house and we've been together ever since. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, the, uh, that part of my heart that I closed off for him, uh, opened right back up and, and I knew that the guy that I thought was in there, uh, had finally arrived and, um, he's an awesome husband and, uh, and we're just, we're totally in the same place. So it was a, it was a matter of, him catching up to me, I guess. Well, look, if you could last 25 years before you finally got together, what's another couple of months on top of that, right? We, yeah, that's true. We have uh, we have this name for each other. We call each other bees. And uh, partly because our last names will start with B, but I don't even know where this came from. And so we'll, we'll be watching a movie and this couple can't be together for whatever reason. And he'll turn to me and he'll go, ah, they're bees. They're going to get back together. You know, so uh, that's our word for soulmate is B. Fantastic. Well, to the yeah. bees, this is an honor of the bees. Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing your story. Oh, I'm happy to. Thanks, Judy. Well, welcome to our special Valentine's Day podcast. We're going to call this one My Soulmate. Whatever happened to the one that got away? And on the phone with me right now is a woman who has a terrific story. This is an awesome story. So, Leslie, tell folks what happened. Well, you know what? If I were to be honest, um, I might have been the one that got away on him. Ooh. So, if you want to stop now, we can. No, not at all. Let's tell, tell more, please. <laughs> I was the one that got away on him. I, I met Steve um, through friends probably 25 years ago, and we uh, ran into each other at a dance in Scarborough that we went to. I went every Friday night to, mm -hmm. and for about a year, we were good friends, um, and he was, he was the nice guy. He was the nice guy, so... I was more into the bad guys. Oh, boy. The, yes, you know, the ones that you, you want to fix and 
the ones that never call you back. So the bird with the broken I, wing, right? That's, yes, yes, and I was going <laughs> to fix them. I was going to fix them all one by one. And so he was this nice guy, and, and he was he was good looking. He had long, he had like the Farrah Fawcett hair um, <laughs> from that day and age. And he had these big, big um, metal-rimmed glasses. So I, I don't know. I, I liked him. Uh, but it wasn't what I was looking for. However, he liked me, so he would pick me up and take me to parties. He would drive me home. He would he would take care of me. He would buy me dinners at twelve o'clock at night when we left these dances. He was just he was wonderful, but he was a nice guy, and I had no interest in him. So uh, after about a year, I moved about an hour north of Toronto with my mum, and lost touch with him. We were only sixteen at the time, so. I didn't even drive, so I lost touch with him. And I, I did think about him a number of times over the years because at the time that we were hanging out together, one of the things that, that he was into was music, and he was playing guitar. I, I suspect at that time he was probably already creeping around to some of the Toronto clubs to catch the acts that were playing back then. Um, but he was a few years older than me, so he was three years older than me, so he might have been doing that, but I, I, I was only just a bit aware of that. It was kind mm. of in the background. So uh, when I moved up north, lost touch, didn't think anything of him for years, uh, and then when I had my children and was with another fellow for a few years, uh, we separated back, I guess, in 2008, okay. and when we separated, I moved down onto Queen Street, um, and I was sitting around one afternoon, it was, it was coming up to the summer and a jazz festival was coming up and I thought, you know, I might just go for a wander down along Queen Street and see what's going on. So I looked up the, the lineup of, of bands that were coming and as I was looking through them, I saw his name and I thought, well, I like, it, it, it can't be the same guy, but it probably is because he was into music and guitar and everything like that. Okay. So, so uh, I I sent him an email because on the website you could they they give you a link. So I sent him a quick email and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. Um, so I said to him, we used to hang out. These were some of the mutual people we knew. This is where the dance was. This is everything that we used to do. Um, and I don't know if you remember me, but I just saw your name on this website and I thought it would be neat to reach out. And he emailed me back and it was funny because the first line was, I completely remember you and I had a monster crush on you. Oh, Yeah, I can still, I can still remember that. So uh, we, we spoke back and forth a bit. I didn't make it down to see him in the jazz festival, but we did get together a week or two after we started chatting a bit um, through email. But I, I didn't really think that I wanted to get involved with anyone. I just thought, you know what, if he was such a nice guy back then, maybe he's still nice now. Didn't expect it to go anywhere, and we went... Okay, well, let me stop you there. Was he married, or was he with a girlfriend, or was he divorced? What, what was the status? Well, uh, he did. That's interesting that you ask, actually, because mm-hmm. he was married for a number of years, about five years, I guess, uh, in his late 20s, and during that time... We were actually living around the corner from each other. No. Um, yes, yes. We could have walked by each other on the street a hundred times easily. He was right in my neighborhood, and I had no clue. Okay, but wait a second. You moved north of Toronto. 
Yeah, and then I moved back. Once I moved back, I moved away from home. Right, right, right. Right, so that new neighborhood that you moved into in Toronto, he was literally around the corner. And for those years, you guys had no idea. No idea. No, and wow. literally half a block one way and half a block another, and we would have been on each other's doorsteps. So then what happened? So you're thinking, okay, yeah, maybe it'll be nice to meet him, but, you know, he was a nice guy, but that's it, right? You were just you mm-hmm. were just curious. Okay, so then what happened? I just thought it'd be nice to have a, a guy friend to hang out with. So we, um, and, and in our exchanges, it turned out that he had been in a relationship, another relationship, and he was living in the West End, but he had moved back to the East End too. So he was now, again, like five minutes from where I lived. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So it it was kind of interesting when we look back at it now, at all these little things throughout the past number of years where we could have bumped into each other. So we we literally, we met up. We went for about an hour drink because I had to get someone to watch my kids, and at the time they were young. And you know what? It was like magic. It it took us both by surprise, I think. Um, Okay, so let me stop. Stop before you go on. Let me ask you. So you see him, you meet him. And mm-hmm. right away, okay, so did he lose the, the, the wired rim glasses and the Farrah Fawcett hairdo? What was he looking like now as we flash forward? They, and that was the first thing that I was thinking about. <laughs> the glasses were gone. The glasses were gone, replaced by contact lenses and Ooh. sexy sunglasses. Wow. Yes. And what about it the hair? Did he still have hair or was he bald? Nope, still had hair, still continues to have a great head of hair. Sometimes wow. he shaves it short, but yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, but the Farrah Fawcett do, which I will agree was in at the time. Of course. Yeah. So when yeah. you see him for that first time before you started talking, where you're like, wow, he's better than I thought, or wow, there's a spark. I thought I was just looking for a friend, but wait a second. Or was it only until you guys started talking for that next hour and a half, then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, potential. Yeah, it was it was after we started talking, because when I looked at him, he was on the phone, he was speaking to his dad on the phone, which was nice, because I'm a family-oriented mm. person, too. So when I sat down, and he said, oh, okay, Dad, I've got to go, I thought, oh, that's nice. He's close with his dad. And then uh, we we talked, and we just, he's funny, and it's that's something huge to me. And he was like that back then, but I don't know if I got his humor, or we connected on that level back then. So his sense of humor was fabulous. But I think the biggest thing was he was still that nice guy, and I'm not looking for the bad boy anymore. Wow. So you not- changed. He was always the he was the common denominator, but you were the mm-hmm. one that changed over all those years, right? Yeah. You know what? I guess that would be safe to say, yeah. Stopped looking for the bad boys. And so he being this nice guy, I have two young kids, so he has not had any problem accepting them and he's wonderful with them and and yeah he was just still that nice guy and for some reason that the humor the way he looked it it just all clicked by the time we walked out of there after an hour and a half I know I was thinking "Uh oh this wasn't what I was looking for Hmm. but I I think I might have I think I might have just found somebody that uh the real one for a change. Wow, and what was he thinking? You asked him afterwards, obviously. What was he thinking when he walked out of that uh, out of that coffee shop? He was thinking the exact same thing. However, we didn't go down that road too quickly. We went very, very slowly. Um, again, just, just being 
different people now. We, we acknowledged probably after a month or so that, you know what, we know now that this is something we want, but we just, we took it fairly slowly, but both of us felt the same way. Well, that is yeah. a fantastic Valentine story. How long have you been married for now? We were married in 2011, so coming up on four years now. That's excellent. So from the time, yeah. the, the coffee shop to the time that you actually got married, you said you took it slow. How long did you did it take before you got married then? Um, it was two and a half years. We got together in 2008, so 9, 10, 11. Yeah, it was two and a half years. Fantastic. And you know, yeah, I never wanted to get married either. This was my first marriage. I honestly, until I met him, I had never thought that I wanted to get married. Well, Leslie, that is a wonderful Valentine's story. Thank you so much for telling it on, on Valentine's Day for my soulmate. Whatever happened to the one that got away? Leslie, you nearly got away because you were going after the bird with the broken wing. <laughs> but you changed your ways and way to go, Steve. Way to go. So congratulations. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for letting me, Judy. That was great.